art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. I am Russ, and this is Zach. Hello, how goes it? Uh, it it goes, and yeah. and we're here for uh, an episode of the new release wall, uh, which we forgot to do the whole car noise thing. <laughs> really oh good. shit! Yeah, I mean, like uh, like I made the joke yesterday. I got my fan, my air yeah. filter thing going on in the background. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, you Just also have that. This is not the week for us to be driving around. So, mm-hmm. uh, but true, uh, true. so we are we are going to be talking about same boat, which is yeah. Indie film. Uh, it was pitched to us by the publicists as from the people who brought you Empathy Inc. If you remember, we watched Empathy Inc. last year. It was like a black and white, arty, sci-fi, high concept thing, and uh, we liked it quite a bit. It wasn't perfect, but it, as far as I can tell, it's literally just the same like independent film studio. Like none of these people, as far as I can tell, are actually people who were directly involved with uh, Empathy Inc. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I yeah, I was looking through and trying to see actually is I know there's like three writers on this, so maybe one of them was one of the writers from that, but I don't know. Yeah, the uh the the, the male lead in this looked vaguely familiar, but that's because he's in um like high maintenance and in a bunch of he's in a bunch of things. Um uh, it, so. it does actually I I'm correcting myself uh uh Josh it- Itzkowitz, who is credited as a producer on this film and uh, has a story by credit, yeah, uh, has a uh, was one of the producers on uh, on Empathy Inc. So there there is somebody who's like directly involved, although it's like three three degrees of separation almost. Yeah. Oh, I'm also very bad at this because uh, the guy I was talking about. Um, uh, Roberti? Chris uh, Roberti is the director and uh, the uh, the main lead. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. uh, and and he's the one who wrote the screenplay. Uh, yes. there's, a, there's like two. It's a Itzkowitz and Mark Leidner, Leidner something like that. Both have story by credits, and then Roberti wrote the screenplay. Likely because uh, the the premise of this. Uh, well, actually, I'll I'll give the real premise and then I'll I'll talk about why I think that probably Roberti got the script credit. Yeah. Uh, uh, this this takes place primarily on a cruise ship, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a place that you want to be right now. Yes, <laughs> but uh, very but much so. Chris Roberti and uh, uh, what's her name Julia Schoenberg uh, play a couple of assassins sent from the 29th century to basically go back in time and kill shitty people. Yeah. Um, and and not like necessarily Hitler levels of shitty, but just like. In this movie, like there's there at one point, people go back in time and kill the inventors of reality TV. Yeah. Uh, and although now that we've got Trump, maybe that is Hitler levels of shitty. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, I mean, it's it's a lead in. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and then yeah, uh, there's like it's like minor things. It's not even like you were the the captain on the boat that ran aground um, yeah. and, you know, killed ever whatever. It's like, oh, you were a lawyer on the thing that <laughs> eventually you're able to find a new loophole and yeah, that sort exactly. of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, so that's and that is one of our main characters is this like uh, this lawyer. We don't really learn that much about her other than the fact that she defends bad people who eventually ruin the world environmentally. I mean, basically, she's uh, like a generic, like my understanding, just a generic corporate lawyer. Yeah, like, she's just nothing. A, yeah. a very good corporate lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this woman who's going on a cruise ship with her fiance, I think. Um, definitely boyfriend. I got the impression fiance for whatever reason, but in any event, uh, breaks up with him like 15 seconds after they leave port and, (laughs) uh, and ends up kind of wandering the ship and getting into this kind of relationship E thing with one of the hitmen who, uh, in a gross point blank style twist about 10 minutes into the movie, we discover she's the one with the, her picture in his envelope. And so it's uh, it's this film. It's like a romantic comedy sci-fi thing uh, about these two, these hitmen from the future who come back and end up <clears throat> like, and one of them ends up falling in love with his target. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, the reason I was going to say that I figured Roberti probably got a script credit is because uh, according to all of the like the promotional whatever for this. Mm-hmm. This was actually like surreptitiously shot on yep. a cruise ship, uh, which I mean is believable enough. Like now that you've got iPhones that can shoot in 4K, yep. uh, you're going to be able to have a camera small enough that nobody's going to be able to tell that you're making a movie because yep. like everybody else has cameras too. You're on a you're on a cruise. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say though, technically, there's no difference on this film. Like that that's actually was one thing yeah. where I was like, oh, because. There's that film that was shot uh, in Disneyland. Like that's what immediately made me think oh, of this. Yeah. Where I'm like, um, and like I'm like they dropped it in black and white and did it like yeah. basically did a bunch of arty stuff. And my God, I read a actually I read like a takedown of it and I was like, holy shit! Because <laughs> I've I've never actually watched more than like two minutes of it because is it that, sounds atrocious. Is but, that the escape from uh, the documentary that's about like how Disney treats people badly or no, no, no. It's the real, it's somebody filmed a horror film inside of Disneyland, Uh um, basically using whatever cameras. I mean, that's the other thing too, is that like, um, I can't tell whether like what this was shot on, but like, because it's, again, it looks like full quality and like there's, there's usually certain things that you can tell with like for even 4k iPhones or whatever. But like, I feel like this is must've been shot with like at least DSLRs, just the the light and stuff like that. But again, like everybody has, you know, everybody these days has like a $500 camera or whatever. Yeah. If you're, if you're going on a cruise to Key West, you're Mm going to be able to have a, like a DSLR with you. Yeah. Uh, but my guess is that uh, any the, he probably is the guy who got the script credit because any changes that they need to make on set based on yeah. like the availability availability of space of places the availability of whatever uh, probably all of that had to go through Roberti because he was the one who was on the actual cruise. It did really have like a like it had a bit of like a uh, curb your enthusiasm kind of uh, improvised feel to it. Like there was just because of people's reactions and things like that. Like it it just like they did occasionally look genuinely surprised of like of a line yeah. or something like that. I'd be very curious on whether they did some impromptu type stuff and just like, yeah. cause obviously you have so much time, you know, like, yeah. um, and, uh, um, on these things and, and, and also just things happen, you know, with yeah. you know, people walking by at, you know, at even at night, you know, out on a cruise ship or whatever, like, yeah, and like there's there's times here where the you they have the people who are dressed like crew members 
you know, because you have, you have, you're, you're on a cruise, you have crew members. And yeah. so it's like, I, at some point, they would have had to work around the fact that, like, clearly you can't yeah. have the people dressed like crew members out while the crew is paying attention. That was yeah, probably exactly. actually the hardest thing to shoot yeah. was those handful of scenes where those guys needed to be on the deck. And, yeah. like, the rest, the real crew was yeah. like, what the fuck are these people doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they're wearing, like, generic enough stuff, but, like, it yeah. still definitely is, like, like a white polo shirt and white pants. Yeah. Like, nobody, like, I don't know about nobody, but also, like, yeah, it's just. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's not, it's not the thing that people wear on vacation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, why don't we, what what did you think more kind of generally, Z? I, I genuinely love this film. Like, I actually, like. I would definitely recommend it to people outside of kind of our world of, you know, oh, it's a, it's a cool, like the Jurassic, you know, films right. and things like that, where I'm just like, you know, tongue in cheek kind of record. Like, this is genuinely a good film. Like, it would, you could, I don't know if you could, I'm trying to figure out like what world this film exists in um, before everything kind of like this went to digital, you know, just go straight yeah. to digital. Like, it definitely would be, maybe it would be a, like, um, Hollywood uh, uh, exclusive kind of video. I'm trying to remember what the the indie houses were that like not Miramax, but like the other right. ones. But um, it definitely had that. It, it has that feel to it. It, it has. It feels kind of like um, in the like late, like mid to late 2000s. You had uh, when IFC had their own home video label. Yeah, yeah. That, and remember it all. They all came in like those matte colors with like yeah. a newsprint kind of finish on them. Uh, <laughs> This hundred percent could have been one of those. Yeah, and wow. it's. Uh, I I really hope that somehow this catches this like this film catches on be, because of the weirdness of like oh it being on a cruise ship it has yeah. it has enough kind of edges it's um, a handful of people are on uh, like the well the, the director and the main actor uh, Chris uh, Roberti is uh, is on uh, high maintenance and also uh, Broad City um, so it's definitely for that it's definitely. And, it's definitely uh, for the, that audience. The female lead, um, Gans, I can't remember yeah. her name. Sonia. Uh, yeah. Sonia Glans, uh, She's, uh, she is uh, on a couple of CBS shows. I can't remember. Uh, Blue, Blue Bloods, I think she said at some point. And um, uh, oh, ti- uh, Timeless, Tell Me a Story, The Adulterers, okay, yeah. um, also High Maintenance um, on one episode. Um, and also she's got like a ton of... Uh, uh, one episode's like on Law and Order SVU, which is actually I'm 90% where I recognize her from. Uh, no, she is actually she is actually one of those uh, actresses who uh, was one character in 2010 and then came back this year to be a completely different character <laughs> because right. of these shows like run out of actors. Yeah, run out of like people. New York characters. They're like I don't know anyone else. So which is great. Uh, which is also but the big thing is is that she is going to be in for for kind of us and yeah, for our yeah. world is which first off this is the way I found out that there is a TV series based on why the last man um but uh she is uh agent becker uh in the pilot so it I don't is, know who uh, that is because I don't remember I've read the book like I think she's just one of the like not 355 generic <laughs> like agents probably yeah. one of the people who like is with Yorick's mom or something yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, for anybody who doesn't know why the last man is a comic book, the basic premise of it is there's an apocalyptic plague that wipes out every mammal on the planet with a Y chromosome, except for this one dude and his pet monkey. Yeah. And he, uh, has to make his way to Washington DC where his mother is the like acting president because she was a Congress person who like 
essentially survived up the chain of command. Yeah. Um, and also, at one, it's funny the the pitch for it tends to be like, oh, and he's looking for his girlfriend. But that's kind of like saying that the the premise of The Walking Dead is that Rick was looking for his family. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, that was that was the pitch for six episodes, but like, then it's not for ten mm-hmm. years. And it was the same like, why the last man? Like, yeah, he was looking for Beth, but that was a like a D plot by the time they got done with it. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's an award-winning comic. It's very popular, very good. And uh, Brian K. Vaughn actually wrote it, who uh, I had uh, listed him 10 years ago on my like best of the decade for his graphic novel, The Escapists. Uh, recently, I actually uh, I realized I didn't have a copy of The Escapists anymore because I like, loaned mine away. And so I went on eBay and I tried to buy a hardcover. And uh, somehow I messed up. And uh, I don't know where this pile is. Otherwise, I'd show you. I ended up buying four. Um, <laughs> what? And it was like eight bucks, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. But like, it was, <laughs> what it was was that like, because it, it was library markings and it was in kind of uh, okay. condition. And so I was just like, yeah, but I don't care. I've read it ten times. Yeah. Like, I just want a copy for my shelf. And so it was the cheapest one there, and I bought it. And then like when I got it, there were four of them in there. I was like, what the hell? And I looked at it. I looked at the the listing, and I had somehow managed to miss that it said four copies. Um, they were just all from different libraries in California. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, if anybody wants a copy of The Escapists and is listening to this, let me know. Uh, <clears throat> in any event, uh, yeah, she's she, she's the one who is like probably the most recognizable. Like even to me, like I didn't I didn't recognize her from anything. But like as you're looking at her. I don't know if yeah. it's because she's been like that person in one episode of a bunch of stuff or if it's just because she has a look that like there's a lot of actresses who kind of look generally like her. Yeah. Uh, she looked very familiar. And like I will say, like, just in terms of like bringing you to a point of uh, kind of comfort uh, for an indie movie, it's always nice to have those one or two actors who just kind of look like a traditional leading man yeah. or leading lady. Yeah. Where it's just like you're surrounded by a bunch of people you don't know, so like even if you don't know this person, like she looks like she should be the lead, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she carries she carries it well. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, she's fantastic. Both of them are really great. Um, yeah, and like Roberti feels like this weird combination of like uh, the guy who played Ben on Parks and Rec. I can never remember either of these yeah, actors. Yeah. Um, and then uh. Michael Showalter from The State and Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. It's like if those two had like some kind of hybrid clone, that would be Chris Roberti. Um, <laughs> it's one of those I'm like, I wonder if he would take that as a compliment. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh but yeah, no. Um the the uh uh kind of the, the rest of the cast is also like unneededly good as well like yeah. <laughs> like like the rest of the cast could kind of just not be like you, you could definitely have had this film where it's like the two to kind of the two main people yeah. and then uh, uh uh chris roberti has a has a sidekick um yeah. basically that he's uh training who is, Katya? is it? oh no it's jade no, no, uh jade dowdy no right? no nope. mott is the one who Ma. it's uh julia schoenberg she's uh, she's pretty far down on the list of cast oh, on okay. MGB. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, yeah. she's down yeah. below uh, the murder victims from the first scene. So I'm not sure uh, what this, maybe this is an order of appearance, I don't know. 
Oh wow! But this is also that. the first thing she's done according to IMDb, which is surprising because she's good. Uh, yeah, like natural, like that. I would just say like you can yeah. just be good, but like everyone is very natural. Everyone works really well together. Everyone flows together. Like there's uh, two um, kind of comic relief type uh, people again yeah. who you mentioned who were um, yeah employees, and they end up really kind of like having their own side side quest part yeah. of the story. And it's actually quite it's quite amusing. Um, and, and it which is, I think, like a really good idea, because, like, I think that this could have gotten like yeah. the concept of this is like a fantastic short film. Yeah. Um, just that alone. But then you start throwing in that that little side thing. And then the like Evan yeah. Kaufman uh, was Rob, yeah. who's the yeah. ex-boyfriend, who is just fucking fantastic. He's so sad and fantastic. He, is, he plays it so good. Too. It's really good. And it's funny because he feels his character feels like a sitcom character. Yeah. Like yeah. it feels like on like how I met your mother when he yeah. gets dumped and he just like, doesn't change his underwear for a month or something. Like yeah. it yeah. feels like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, he's so like, it's so broad and it's so arch, but he actually <laughs> underplays it, yeah. uh, which is really like, it's really clever. Like, uh, but yeah, I liked him a lot. I even liked the, the magician guy who didn't have as much to do as the other kind of side characters. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, there's there's an employee who's like the magician, like the the entertainer magician for the the cruise ship, who's just no, terrible. No, no, he's a cl- he's just a cleaner. Oh, he's just a, literally he's just it, there's a um yeah no it I thought he was just uh like I don't know what because like a, just kind of like a, a a sad guy at a bar for a while, yeah. but then uh, not really spoilers, but like at some point you see him and he's just cleaning, yeah. uh, like actually in a uniform and cleaning. It oh, just, he keeps running into everybody basically at the late, at like yeah. the off hours and he's trying to do uh, magic and he's really bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> in, in like a, a, a funny way where like, you're like, is he trying to be bad at it? Is that like the bet? Yeah. yeah like, that's in that. I couldn't, so, it's one of those yeah. you can't quite tell uh, other than the fact that like the way he plays it, it doesn't seem like that's what, but like, in it screenplay wise, it could go either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every, you're right. Everybody in this movie was really good. And, and a lot of those roles didn't demand anybody to be really good. Um, like, and that's not a knock on the writing. It's just the, like, this is an indie movie where 90% of your camera time is spent with two people. And it's, all, it's, it's also an indie film that is, um, again, if we're to take, which I, I have, I mean, it has to be like, I, I can't imagine that they got, the okay to film on a cruise ship with a full i mean like the budget on this would have to be yeah. like at least 15 million dollars if they got everything okay like just because yeah. of the number of people that are on camera and things like that yeah. uh, which is a different kind of issue i'm really curious about <laughs> it's, well it's funny because like when when you're in like new york city yeah. you can just hang up signs that say like dude if you're walking through here you're being filmed it's at your own risk yeah yeah uh you can't do that on a cruise ship because like it's private property and you're asked not to do stuff like that yeah and so yeah. in international waters, which maybe that's the reason why I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> but um, given given the number of jokes they make about international waters and yeah. how like actually like people talk about it like it's a thing, but really it's pretty strict. Maritime yeah. law is no joke. And it's just <laughs> like I, now that you say it, I wonder if that's like their little wink and a nod to the fact that they had to do like three months of, of homework into maritime law. <laughs> I'm also really curious because, I mean, just like on the technical, like I, I hope you do get to talk, talk to uh, somebody in the production side of things, because like this, I, I'd really love to know and like how, because there's security cameras everywhere on cruise ships. Oh yeah. Like I've been on a couple, I mean, obviously this wasn't like, 
this wasn't like one of the big ones. Like this no. isn't like Royal Caribbean, like massive one. No. Um, like it's a mid-level cruise. I, I have no idea. I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't been on a cruise in thirty years, like, but having having been on one about. 10 11 years ago like the first thing that stuck out at me not the first but like one of the big things that stuck out at me in terms of trying to like peg where this might have taken place was the fact that like the water slide that he goes on at one point when he's like drinking and eating and just having a good time and not murdering anybody um is like it looks old like not it doesn't look like it's in disrepair or anything like it's not comically but yeah. worn, but it's like shop worn. It's like a yeah. you know Star Wars used universe kind of thing, yeah. and and so like big cruise ships, you don't get to the point where the finish is gone. Yeah. Like once things stop being shiny, they get replaced. Yeah. And so yeah, you're you're definitely right. At like this is like a mid sized because it's it is a pretty big ship. Like you get yeah. to see enough of the ship that you get you know, but like it's it's definitely like even though it's a big ship, it's not that kind of big ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually one of the things I will say is that like in terms of shooting with like phones and DSLRs and all the things that you have to shoot with for something like this because you're trying to hide it uh, that's certainly helpful in some of the later scenes like when we actually see people in their quarters and it's like I just I remember like there's a scene where there's like four people all in one like room (laughs) yeah and like one of the galley rooms that everybody just you know that you just stay the night in and it was just like having been on like I, I i went on a cruise with my grandmother like 10 10-ish years ago because like my grandfather had always wanted to go and she'd always like she was scared of cruise ships or she was yeah. scared of the ocean and so she hadn't and then after he passed away she felt like she'd missed something and so we went and uh i like the two of us being in one of those rooms it was like yeah. it was cozy <laughs> yeah um, i mean these rooms i will say like for my remembrance of uh i think like it actually is a pretty good size rooms yeah. like on the scale of things well, um, they, they have a, yeah. there's like a gag in there where they're just like yeah. you know for only 40 bucks more they get this view of the thing and the blah blah, blah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i just remember being in like the the steerage when i yeah. went <laughs> um but uh but yeah that was i mean the the biggest thing is that like the again it's like the the technical aspects of this is that because there's uh, the audio on everything is is perfect it's like there's yeah. no there's no question like yeah. it, it's just one of those things that like because it's it's one of my big hang-ups when it comes to um when it comes to indie films yeah. uh that are in like somebody's apart clearly in someone's apartment yeah. clear or whatever like there's this one i forget which film it was like a couple films ago that they were reviewing and i was like they're in so clearly someone's like either personal office space or whatever, yeah. there is no excuse that they didn't use a shotgun mic. This is clearly just an on-camera mic. And uh, Ironically, um, uh, ironically, from your phrasing, I'm pretty sure that we had that conversation about zombie with a shotgun. Yes, that was one. That was definitely one of them. I mean, like, there has been a handful, actually, that, yeah. like, that have had that. But well, it was funny. just like, that was one that I was just like, why is this a thing? Because they clearly had good audio in a different scene, and it was like, yeah. did they lose them? But anyway, but like... The fact that they had, like, multiple characters interacting at the same time, so you're talking about, like, four tracks and things like that. Right. And, like, I know technically, like, there's there's super easy and super cheap ways of doing it, but I'm just still, like, in, like, applauding, like, yeah. that all of this, like, worked out really well, considering your crew, you know, if you had somebody that is actually that, if you had somebody that is uh, filming, I'm just realizing, like, okay, so... Uh, Darren 
Darren Kwan is the uh, cinematographer, and he deserves a. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, one of the things, of, yeah. even, even the ones that I oh, liked, he was the he was actually the camera person. He was the cinematographer in Empathy Inc. Oh, that makes sense because that was a really well shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but that's one. What, what I was going to say was that of the like indie stuff that we watch, one of the most consistent themes that we get is that like even the good movies have kind of iffy technical aspects a lot of the time. Like the sound and the picture clarity are things that like seem to I think a lot of the time with indie film you have like a a writer director who his most important thing is getting the story across. And if he's got a take where the the picture's kind of mushy but like the acting's on point, that's yeah, yeah. the take he'll use. And this movie looks professional. And that sounds like it's like a backhanded compliment. It's really not. Because on the kinds of budgets that we talk about with a lot of these films, looking professional to the standards of even like a network TV show, let alone a feature film, uh, is a hard thing to accomplish. It's harder than you would think. Yeah. And that's under the best circumstances and not like trying to hide (laughs) from potential people that are because like, yeah, exactly. like, i mean like could you imagine getting halfway into this film and then them finding out that you're a thing and then now you're being watched and so yeah uh, they pro- probably can't kick you off the, they're not going to kick you off the ship potentially but they could also be they could i mean not only they could but also right. like more likely they just be like you're done you're not doing this anymore yeah or, uh, or honestly they probably just knew they could potentially have just known some of the crew <laughs> like the easiest way of true. doing this is just like be like, like there's a hand, there's like a handful of scenes that I'm just like, I don't know how they would have gotten, gotten, gotten away with this. Um, cause they clearly like the, just the shot set up and everything yeah. like that. Like, like it looks like it's actually behind the bar. Um, like the way that they're shooting it. And I'm like, they must've just given the bartender like a hundred bucks. And then like, <laughs> cause yeah. there's no one else in this. If you've ever been on a cruise ship, there's like 72 bars throughout or like yeah. bars and restaurants throughout the entire thing. Most of them have like an individual different type of theme. And, yeah. um, like they're in this like dark kind of bar, uh, for most of it. it's like where they kind of meet up, uh, yeah. in the beginning and also just where they go every night kind yeah. of. And, uh, at, but like they clearly must've <laughs> had some deal with them but um i just again like this and and i i i know that like i'm harping on like just the kind of high not i don't want to say high concept of it but just the you know the trickiness of it but it is like you don't need any of that if if i didn't know that this film would be really good so right like it would be a solid film and it would literally make no difference whatsoever in my opinion of the film it's just that that that's that's really amazing it's like they got all yeah. the technical things right they got like nothing looks like anything you don't even have in the film you don't even have somebody like looking at the camera which yeah. is which is its own interesting thing about how used to cameras being around people are now um that they don't really pay attention to things you know that much but yeah, but at the same time, like, I do feel like there there are times when, like, people are, like, running around and when you're, like, filming him on, a, on the water slide and stuff, it's like, no, somebody's going to be paying attention to that if you're not. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is a really fun movie. It's, it's one of those, I don't want to spoil stuff because it did, it just came out on VOD last week and... Uh, it's, it's, you can buy it. I bought, I actually, right after watching the screener, I just went ahead and bought it. It was 10 bucks in HD or seven ninety nine in standard. Yeah. Um, and, and 
I don't know where else you can buy it besides Voodoo. I'm sure it's everywhere, just like iTunes, Amazon, whatever. Uh, but it's it's one of those movies that's so cheap to buy that I wouldn't even say bother to rent it because if you're going to pay five bucks to rent a new release, it's like, eh, fuck it. For two extra yeah. bucks, you can see it again. Yeah. Um, it's also like it's again, it's like it's a fun film to watch. I definitely think that it's worth like the second watch. I haven't had a chance to watch it again. Um, but it's also a film that once you like if you're going to try to sell somebody on it, which is yeah. that, like I was saying, like you tell them the, the concept of it, which is like, yeah, they filmed on a, a cruise ship with somehow no one knowing like yeah. that to me brings people in at least into it, even though like because otherwise you're like, how the hell do you explain this film in, as, yeah. in a certain way without it be like oh that sounds terrible <laughs> or something it's like that because it's, it's like because there's there's moments throughout the movie where somebody will ask him a direct question and he'll just be like i'm an assassin sent from the future and it's kind of like the thing in gross point blank where exactly. when he just answers questions honestly everybody laughs him off because it's like you're not a hit man does that come with that um, yeah 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 <laughs> So like it, that that was a nice little uh, there gives you a couple of beats. They didn't they didn't really drive that in the same way Gross Point Blank did. Partly because like the this guy's like one of the best future hitmen, and he has this whole like philosophy about how he does things and how he's emotionally distant from his like quarry and how he makes snap decisions and doesn't worry about like you know uh, like in the beginning there's a thing where it's like. Oh well, these we we wanted to make sure that these were the right people, and he's just like, by the time you're on top of them, you're already committed. You should have just done it. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, it, it is one of those movies, and and like you can kind of see it starting to take shape about two thirds of the way through, kind of how it's going to wrap up. Uh, <clears throat> there were certain elements of the ending that did surprise me, but like I liked the. It does in, in kind of general. It's it's not a bright, shining, happy ending kind of movie, but it is a movie that, like, it's a very hopeful ending, yeah. uh, which is something that I appreciate. Um, it is one of those things. Pressing times. Like yeah, this. yeah. Well, and it's, also, it's also one of those things where, like, time travel stories, uh, you tend to have a lot of really hard and fast rules. And one of the things I've found is that the, the time travel movies I enjoy the most are the ones that don't get bogged down in the rules and just yeah. say like, no, we're going to like, we'll tell our narrative and then let the rules conform to like the space that we've created. Yeah. 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 And, and this movie kind of does that pretty well. It's, you know, it's not quite the same level of zaniness as like Bill and Ted or legends of tomorrow or back to the future, yeah. but it, it does have that same kind of general philosophy to it where it's just yeah. like, no, like it, it it does seem like whatever happens, no matter what they do to change time, somehow these assassins are not affected by the changes they make in the time stream. Yeah, yeah. the butterfly so that, effect doesn't really seem to apply, and yeah. and also yeah. like I I am actually quite happy. Like I didn't even think about like the the technical aspects of the things. There's no, I don't think that there's like a time device or something like that that they really introduce. They have like they have devices with them that the. You the know. weapon that they use, I believe, is actually also their, like, time courier. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, I think that everything they have is just that one. And it looks like it looks like a handheld thermometer. Yeah. Um, except that, you know, the, the, the display on it's bigger than a thermometer. It's not quite as pointy as a thermometer because it, like, terminates on one end. It's like a metal plate that you put to the person you want to kill. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, for, for your, like, 
general, if you haven't watched the movie and you want to get a sense for what it is, like their their future tech, the one piece of future tech that we see in the whole movie is their like weapon slash time career thing. And it's like basically the size of an apple and it's like yeah. the, the general shape of like an ear thermometer or maybe a uh, uh, like a measuring tape roll. Yeah, I think it's just a, a I think it might actually just be an ear thermometer that they have, uh, you know, that they've adapted. They modified. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So I mean, like that. Did the, that, like, George, the George Lucas modifications exactly. too? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like that's that, which is also one of those things that I like is that like they could definitely have gotten bogged down on that, and then you have these problems where it's like, yeah. okay, so how do you get through like customs and things like that yeah. with a device that looks like a killing machine? You know, like, and so yeah. it's like, yeah, no, no one. It's such an innocuous thing that no one would ever like. You could have that in your bag and walk through yeah. TSA, and no one would ever think about anything. They just look at it and go, that's unusual. I mean, I guess now actually, no yeah. one would actually think twice about someone carrying around a, uh, a thermometer, like a <laughs> but, weird random digital thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that's it, it. It is one of those like it's innocuous enough that like it's almost it got like the Star Trek phaser kind of thing to it, where it looks like a kind of general piece of technology that could be anything. And so, like, yeah, you could put it in your backpack, and if anybody stopped you at the TSA, you could be like, "Oh, that's my voice recorder," and they would look at it for twenty seconds, be like, "It's a weird looking voice recorder." Okay, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the sci-fi elements are like the, the plot is contingent on them, but they wisely elected not to like spend a lot of time, money, effort, and energy on developing that part. Um, the most kind of sci-fi you get from it is actually like developing the, the characters in such a way that you, you know, like, oh, these two specific assassins uh are are people who impact history in a very broad way yeah um i i do like too that uh at one point in the movie uh and this is like this is late in the movie but it's not really a spoiler and i'm not going to tell you who he's talking to about it uh there there is a point in the movie where he finally comes clean to somebody and they actually like kind of believe him i don't know if they actually believe him or if they're just kind of humoring him but they ask like why didn't you kill hitler and he's just like we killed Hitler. We killed him like eight times. Like some piece of shit always does what Hitler does. Like eventually there's always that guy, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I don't know for sure, but I kind of choose to believe that like what they're saying is like, Oh no, we all re- we, like, we didn't literally kill Hitler. We killed like the last eight guys who did exactly the thing Hitler did. And there's always some asshole and Hitler's yeah. like guy number nine now, yeah. uh, which, yeah. which is a concept I kind of like. Yeah. No, the inevitability of uh, of large uh, life change, uh, I guess, civilization changing events. Yeah. Um, is something I'm trying to remember. There's another film that that actually talks about that. Hey, fuck it, actually, maybe just like Rick and Morty or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, no, you can't change the big things. Um, but uh, th- that is a staple in a lot of uh, yeah. time time travel fiction, just because it it removes that question. Because, like, it, it is kind of, it's that thing of, like, if you're Superman, why don't you use your Kryptonian supercomputers to eliminate the coronavirus? Yeah. If you're, you know, a time traveler, why don't you, instead of dicking around at Bill and Ted's high school graduation, <laughs> go back and murder terrible people? Yeah. And and so I think it's it's, it's always a good idea just to build into your, your yeah. mythology, like, no, there are certain things you can't break. They actually they they have it on Legends of Tomorrow where it's like there are certain things you can change because like time is pliable to a certain extent, but then like 
<clears throat> there are certain things that are so big that if you try to change them, time will be broken. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're really fucking with fire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to say because this is a like a true new release wall where we actually don't want to spoil stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, there's... I, I agree with you. I I loved this movie. I think that uh, it's it's one of those like, not only do I think people should watch it, I think that it's probably going to be one of those that when we do our year end thing, we're going to be kind of revisiting. And if not, it's not this year. Yeah, like, <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> not not not. And that's not even caveated. Like this would be a thing yeah. last year or something like that. But it's just like, oh god, even this year it's going to be depressing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. We're going to get to the year end thing, and it's like, hey, remember how we had four months of movies? So we're not doing a best uh, best hundred or best like twenty films. We're doing a best five because yeah. that's all we saw. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'd say check this out. Uh, it's a it's a, a really solid movie. It's one of those movies where because it's an indie film and it's blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I actually saw uh, Roberti had retweeted a review from like Fangoria or somebody where it was just like, it's a flawed but entertaining movie, and I'm like. I don't even know that I would necessarily say that. Like, certainly, like, there are certain things in it that are kind of, like, that are a big part of indie film in terms of, like, oh, yeah, this is a corner they had to cut because of budget. This is a blah, blah, blah. But, like, it was a really well-executed movie. Um, I I put this less in the, like, it's good for an indie film category and more in the, like, it's an indie film that would be good no matter what. Like, I, I really, I put this up with Monster Party and Satanic Panic and some of the other movies that we've seen where it was just like, no, they made this for, like, you know, $300,000, but it's as good as most of the twenty fifty million dollar movies we see. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I always think about, like, okay, so if you had another either a hundred another hundred grand or another million dollars or whatever like in a film like would it would it make any difference and this is one of those films where i'm just like i don't i don't think so like yeah i don't know what i don't know what you would do different like uh like i feel like i feel like actually having like having everyone you know having uh extras and things like that like filling filling the background and things like that yeah might have actually it would have changed the film in not necessarily a good or bad way, but it would have definitely changed the film. Right. Just because like, you know, they, they have to kind of like, you have the, the main, the, the main, uh, the main actor or the main uh, uh, lead character is kind of like a loner, a loner in so much as he doesn't really like people like hanging out with people, which is kind of understandable if your job is to, you know, kill them yeah um and so you don't want to like get involved with people or whatever but in general like he's kind of having a again it's a very you know gross point blank sort of yeah like coming to term it does seem like it's has a feeling like where i'm like oh this is my last job this is the last time i'm doing this sort of thing yeah like, he doesn't yeah. say that really i don't think no. uh, i don't remember that at least but like it does have that vibe where it's just like uh i'm tired of doing it and the you know and the fact that like this this is the kind of the arc that he gets to figure out basically how not to have to do it um but but yeah it is uh um i don't know what else to say other than uh with you know any like just talking about direct scenes which were good but because but because again it's it's such a new release wall that i don't want to say anything more it is yeah and it's not even it's not even like a bloodshot birds of prey thing where it's like, yeah. no, there's a, there's enough internet chatter that I don't feel too bad spoiling mm-hmm. stuff. Cause people are going to know things by osmosis. It's like, no, you're yeah. not, you don't know this movie exists by osmosis. You got to go yeah. find it. Um, yeah. yeah. But, it's an hour, it's an hour and 22 minutes. Um, <laughs> and it, 
I don't think you could cut anything from it. I don't think you could add anything necessarily would benefit from adding anything to it. Like the edit is, is really fantastic. Um, you can uh, you can actually rent it on iTunes I guess for 4.99. Um, so if you're not like oh, ten dollars is too much, um, yeah. like it's definitely worth a five buck rental. Um, especially considering I, I'm actually more hesitant to spend five dollars on a on like a, a big name release because I'm like yeah. that fucking movie made three hundred million dollars at the box office. Why the fuck is it this much money to rent? Also, <laughs> like also it's always movie. to me it's always like there'll be a Blu-ray at fucking black friday that i can buy with a digital copy inside of it for five bucks exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> but like yeah. this is like the type of i'm like again like it's is one of anytime the few times that we get one of these that are like genuinely good yeah we're like fucking pay for it like yeah, when exactly. you can pay for it i'm sure that like in six months it'll be on some streaming thing yeah i'm sure even though though a lot of times the ones that are actually good don't because they know that they have something that people yeah, might actually we'll pay, pay for it. if they get. So it's it's always tough. So like it just may end up like eventually like kind of like a lot of these ind- independent films uh, that are good end up kind of like fading away because yeah. of and the then way you'll find our it on TV in like four years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this is this is definitely something worth paying for. Yeah. Um. Don't you know? Don't wait for a stream or whatever. It's. I would say it's worth buying for, for you know what it would be like what do you say seven ninety nine or, or yeah, ten dollars seven ninety nine yeah. for DVD quality it was ten bucks for you know essentially Blu Ray quality which I don't think you need necessarily for this movie because it's yeah. like I said it's all shot on like handheld yeah but yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was it was also like one of those like who cares like actually it's, it is one of those things for for me I I found out later that somebody had paid me back for something on on PayPal so I like spent the money and then later was like oh look it just came out of a paypal balance no one had. i never spent the money <laughs> sure yeah. that's how it works uh but, that's coronavirus logic exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or, or quarantine logic but yeah um but yeah no but yeah i would say check it out it's definitely it's worth it's worth watching like i said for me i'm like it's worth buying because i i feel like anything that's 10 bucks or less if you're going to pay five dollars to fucking rent it just buy it but that's you know that comes from a person who likes to own movies so i'm not you know um all right so thanks everybody for uh, for listening uh be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from emerald city video and always remember to rewind your cassettes uh because it is the golden age for rewinding cassettes that's actually (laughs) that's the runner that we forgot to bring up was his uh uh, because he's from the 29th century, everything's a shit. Apparently, everything's a shithole there, and yeah. so like he's constantly like anything like food, alcohol, oh, anything. For, he's for like food. you, you know, you live in the golden age for blah blah blah, and it's yeah, always yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do get like a, a quasi pornographic like him eating an ice cream cone at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the fruit, the like uh, him going down the buffet. Uh, yeah. Which is another thing I should add. Like one of the good things that like. This isn't just like again, it's not like the high concept thing where it's just like, oh, we get to do this like thing in like Disneyland right, Park yeah. or you know something like that or Disneyland or whatever. Like, uh, like it, they use it. Like yeah. they use the no, space. they really do. They, um, so like, like, there's a bunch of bits about the like free food, like the fact yeah, that like yeah. food is just free, and he's like, what? Yeah, um, yeah. that's actually how he meets the girl is like she walks by with an ice cream cone where, where and would like, i where would i get one of those where would i get one of those and then he asks her like how much and she's like it, it, it's free you're on a cruise ship i will say by the end of this i'm like i kind of want to go on a cruise ship 
Like, yeah. I actually was kind of like, I, I've been very anti-cruise ship for a very long time because I did not have like an amazing experience when I was a kid on them, which I think it's an atrocious thing to do to your child. Uh, yeah. bring them on a cruise ship. Um, but um, it, um, uh, like, I was just like, oh, kind of just like sitting alone in a room, like looking mm-hmm. out at the water as we go along and then just being able to eat anything I want at any given hour and like go to the, like, that sounds fantastic yeah right <laughs> that's how i want my quarantine <laughs> i was gonna say this is also quarantine logic i think yeah, exactly we're just like i have to go and put on a mask and gloves and like <laughs> yeah. get into my like uh you know outbreak suit and uh <laughs> i can't like comfortably go buy donuts because i can't come home and heat them to 130 degrees yeah yeah no that's it's, it's actually been a weird thing of like how my how like my eating habits have changed and the fact that i'm like i don't I don't like buying things that are cold anymore. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that aren't like prepackaged. Anyway. Anyway, I started us on a whole other Same boat. thing because it is, uh, yeah. uh, it is uh, a thing. And as Russ explained to me, uh, uh, the bit is that the title comes from we're all in the same boat. Um, yeah. And because uh, I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I will say, because being in the same boat has been, almost nothing to do with the plot it is kind of i i I joked to zach just before we started recording i'm like i i loved this movie the the first and kind of biggest thing that i can say that i don't like about it is the pun title like yeah i mean i i don't know what the fuck you name this film like honestly nothing like pops up immediately and like sure why not it seems good it does the problem is though that like what it doesn't like it doesn't say time traveling movie like it is one of these films where it's just like ah I don't know how the fuck you promote. I don't know how you do this. Like, no, uh, to, like what's the, like, what's the elevator pitch on this film? Um, uh, it's fucking good. <laughs> like yeah. it's weird. It's good. I feel like, I feel like when we were at your mom's and recording some of the, the Disney plus rant that we did, uh, we watched some, like a trailer for some movie and I can't remember what it was. There was, it was like about a dad but I just remember, like, it was one of those things where, like, whatever, however they were marketing it, yeah. it, it didn't make sense at all. Like, I just remember watching the trailer and being like, oh, so that's what that's about? Um, and, and I feel like that's what would happen with this. It's like, yeah. if anybody tried to, like, give you a basic, like, rundown of what this movie is, and you're like, oh, what's it called? It's like, same boat. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It is, and this is, again, like, obviously this is the entire theme of our fucking podcast um at least it was at one point which is basically like how do you sell movies anymore like you don't yeah. i don't know what to, I, i'm a fucking person who like lives in this world at least to some yeah. extent you are too and it's just like how unless i literally got sent this movie um yeah. like i don't know if the i haven't watched the trailer honestly um so maybe that it does a really good job or something like that but like yeah. it'd be hard to like kind of boil down the film this film in a trailer i think in a way that would yeah. make you want to pay money for it um or even watch it honestly because like oh fuck it i'll just turn on something i know again which is the yeah. big problem is that you don't Actually, have anyone it, it's kind of weird because when you were like reaching for something i know i almost my my, my thing was almost timeless because it's like it's a time travel show with like a lot of romance and yeah. some like no it's it's like she was in that and, <laughs> and apparent and actually I'm like yeah that's actually weirdly in terms of time travel stuff that's that's closer to this in tone than a lot of other things yeah um, yeah no I've just I've been trying to think because I'm like oh you know my my mom I think would actually like this film yeah and um 
I don't know that I'm just like, I don't know how to get her into it. Like, how yeah. would I sell this to her? Because, like, usually it's like, oh, it's got, you know, mm. I don't know, this random attractive person in it. Go for yeah, it. Exactly. And it, it's yeah. just got, like, normal people in it. Like, and... Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, it's like, funny. Uh, the, the most, like, the most, like, put her on a movie poster kind of attractive person in this movie is probably the girl who plays Mott. Um, Schoenberg. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, like... I'm saying, she, like, they're not, you know, like, you right, have, right. I, just I mean, know, like, yeah. What I was saying was that, like, that's a character who, like, has ten minutes of screen time and spends most of it with her head yeah. in the toilet. Um, that's, that's also more your type, I think. But, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> no, well, she, you know who she reminds me of? Like, we're talking about actors who, like, she reminds me of a Dominique, Dominique Provost Chalky, Chalky uh, from uh, Winona Earp, the, the woman oh, okay. who's Winona's little sister. No, just like you know, like even uh, Tonya Glantz is 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 uh, is very attractive, but like yeah. she's it's not. Um, oh my God, what the fuck can I get this um, from? Uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, what's her name? Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie or something like that. Who I actually don't. Remember, but but like it's not like that sort of thing where it's just like yeah. oh that's a bitch like that that's the sort of thing you can go through like yeah. everyone like which is actually something I like about. This film as well is that one of the faults of I think I, I find a lot of independent films and I'm trying to remember again yeah. I think it might have actually it might be again zombie with a shotgun is that you have one very attractive overly very attractive yeah, person like, that clearly is like somebody's like whatever yeah, um, the, and the then hired to either like yeah have and a then the, the kind of the slump <laughs> that is that that is like the guy like who wanted to make the film or whatever like everyone makes sense together like it's, yeah. just, it's just like it looks like real life and that's something yeah. that i kind of miss about like it's a very like a a uh clerks era of uh yeah. independent cinema that where yeah, you just had people for sunset we're like, yeah, yeah, they're they're attractive, but they're not like. I mean, uh, dude, you just the source sunset. It's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> like, uh, I think that's a bad example. <laughs> I don't. Know. I just I feel like those are those, they're those two like are. at least at some point A list or like B list stars. Like I, yeah. I don't know about that, but but yeah, but I'm like, but like you're like, oh, everyone is yeah the, the way yeah. you think um, that they would be, and you know, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, now we've really gone off thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, rent, get the rent the film, buy the film. Yeah. Yeah. Go see it. Simply. That's good. And and <laughs> that's, that's I I just tweeted earlier like you should you should watch it and then listen to us for the longer version. And now we're we did the longer version. We're just gonna boil it down to you yep. should watch it. And then <laughs> I, I'm gonna go to sleep because I already did our outro. So there's no point. <laughs> And I'm now on I'm now on uh, IMDb massively skewing the it has a I'm really shocked it has a 4.1 like what the fuck out of 10 on IMDb yeah IMDb is relatively brutal usually on films that aren't Shawshank Redemption um and but 4.1 like I I just gave it a (laughs) 9 which I think it deserves and like so I'm skewing the results which is something I usually do but anyway makes sense. Good night and All good right. luck, Russ. Thank you. We will, <laughs> uh, we will be back to talk more about other things soon. I, I know we had some movies in, in mind. I can't remember what they are. Well, I think but, we need uh, we need to do a. Uh, I think next that we, what we should do is do a recommended what's on streaming. Um, oh yeah. There's a, ton of, there's a ton of stuff that has been coming out. Like because I think everyone every studio is probably being like, "Fuck, we're not making any money this year. Throw shit at streaming." And yeah. there's so there's like. Amazon has had a ton of stuff that I'm like, oh, holy shit, I haven't seen that in 25 years. Yeah. Um, 
and I didn't even know it was available ever. <laughs> like, but yeah. yeah, but uh, so I think we'll probably do like a like just a roundup like we used to do like best yeah, yeah. sort of things. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks very much, everybody, and we will be back uh, soon to talk about that stuff. Yeah. A B E N.